Hello, welcome to Carlisle Vineyard. Uh, you are so welcome here, whether you're from uh, Denton home in Carlisle or from around the world. I'm not even quite sure how you've got connected to this uh, short video today, but I want to let you know that you are seen and you are valued and your voice really, really matters. We're um, at the start of a, well, I was going to say middle or end of a story, but actually we're just on page one when it comes to Dandelion City. We've been looking at it for the last uh, four or five weeks what it looks like for the dandelion city to flourish um yeah and thrive uh, somebody asked me this week andy i wonder where the very first dandelion was and i was like oh yeah i wonder where that first seed was from and and i don't know about you but I think in the last few months, I don't think I've seen a garden or a field without some sort of expression of the dandelion. Now, if you've noticed, it seems like, and this is really key, it seems like the dandelion thing is all over because we don't see it anymore. But the reality is these bit now that we don't see is one of the most important times in the season of the dandelion. In fact, without this bit now, which is not seen and we don't get the kids blowing it or sucking it. Um, that right now, the dandelion seed, some will be floating around, but most of them have already landed. And the taproot system uh, is going down. So the, um, the multiplication is happening, but it's looking like a root system thing. And, and I know for some people, uh, right now I have a sense of God is saying to you, um, don't be concerned about what's going on the outside. Pay attention to what he is wanting to do on the inside. And that's not to say, don't be bothered about the outside. Don't be not, not connecting with people or blessing people. That's not what I'm saying. But God is saying, I'm doing a work in you. This is a season away from some activity for some of us. But, but, but God said, I want to do something in your heart. I want to do something that nobody else is watching, nobody else is knowing about, maybe not tweeting about it or Facebooking about it or Instagramming about it. But God is wanting to do something in your heart. And and I, I just want to be... Um, oh, I, I've kind of been wrecked again this week by where we finished last week in regards to the that moment where Jesus wants to show his full extend his, his full heart for the people around him where he washes the feet you know uh, our friend Julie Ingham sent me uh, a message in the week said Andy I have a sense of God is wanting to highlight to Carlo Vineyard Church and to the city Isaiah 61 says this the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Now, in, in, in the time before the cross, for Jesus, these moments, these actions, and if he had a PR machine, they would be working so hard with him to get him on the biggest platform, 
exposing him to the most people, um, connecting with the most influential people. Yet what does Jesus do? What does Jesus do? Instead of um, all about the titles, he's all about the towel. Um, let me read this to you. This is John chapter 13. And I know I read some of it last week. But just before we do that, let, let us pray. God, some of us are not sure about you. But yet we hear about the feet washing thing. And it's like you've sparked something in our hearts. Father, some of us are tired, some of us are scared, some of us are weary, and some of us are done for. So I pray now by Holy Spirit, you would come revive us, fill us, ignite, excite, and bless us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave the world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples throughout his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would turn to God, return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm going to do, but sometime you will. And I don't know about you, but I can often relate to Simon Peter, but no time quite like this. I would be the first to protest. There's something really, really, really hard about having your feet washed. But by Jesus? Oh... No, Peter protested, you will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands, my head as well. Lord, not just my feet. I love that about Simon Peter. Like he's just like, no, Jesus, you can't do my feet. And Jesus says, do you belong to me? You know, I love you, Simon Peter. And whether he just gave him that look again, that Jesus, like only Jesus can look somebody, like when he looks us in the eye. And in that moment, we know that he sees the dirt and the muck and the mire and the shame and the all of that, all of that stuff. But his love for us burns through brighter. And therefore, Simon Peter, his response is, oh, well, Jesus, not only my feet, but I'm all in. And I can imagine Jesus like, all right, Peter, all right. 
Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew he would betray him. This is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash over each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are no greater than their master, nor is a messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. I have, um, I've been asking some friends this week about feet washing. And some of these friends will be people who follow Jesus. Some of these friends have um, no belief. Um, some of these friends... Um, are incredible in their love and their actions towards people. And they, um, to be honest, no matter what they believe, how they love and they serve and they care, it can often, um, it just leaves me breathless. Some of the generosity I've seen in the city of Carlisle um, is not always from people who, who say they, they love Jesus. But as I've been asking people, it's been really interesting seeing some of the responses about the question of what does it actually look like today in June 2020 to wash the feet of the city. And a few kind of things have emerged through as I've listened to people that for people have been saying that, that there's a posture involved in feet washing. And it's a posture over a thing of position. And it's so interesting there, isn't it, where... Um, where Jesus has been given all the power. But what does he do with his power? He takes up the position of a servant. And you know where um, there's this point in our life where sometimes we, we want the power. But a quick search in church history where church and power together does not end well. Ever. And that's why when we look at that, we we see, um, like, what, do you see what I'm doing? Like, you, you call me teacher and Lord. And, and, and this is a bit where Jesus said, look, this is not just an academia thing. This is not just an intellectual thing. But I want you to take your teaching. I've, I want you to take what I've been teaching you, what I've been showing to you, what I've been modeling to you. And for you to bow and kneel. And to serve. So people have been talking about how you cannot wash the feet unless you're willing and able to get down into the dust, into the dirt, into the mess of society, of people's lives. But there's a part of kneeling that there's a movement towards it, that we have to move towards people. And because of some of the misunderstandings of the past, we, we can't just demand people that they sit there and, and we allow us to wash their feet. So other people have been talking about this um, absolute need for humility. And we see that a little bit in Peter's story. And the position of uh, humility in, in this story is like, 
we, this is not, um, oh, I think this one last week, God has been uh, just really trying to get at my motives in, in all of this. You know, our, our actions uh, are what other people see um, and even our but our motives, that's where our, all the stuff comes from. And that's where God has been said, Andy, I want to get into your heart, into your motive bit in there. And you know what? It's not always very comfortable. And I've found in this, like, there's a, a, it's an act of humility for us to wash someone else's feet. We're, we're so often quick to speak. Like, I've got an opinion on this. I want to talk about this. But part of washing feet is listening. It's about looking up towards the person. It's about elevating them and saying, your voice matters. Your life matters. I want to hear your story. I want to hear from your perspective. I want to hear your take on things. And I can't see how you can't wash someone's feet without having the time to listen to their story. And I, I've, this is cheesy, I know, but we'd be given two ears and one mouth. And I really wonder if that's God saying, I want you to listen twice as much as you speak. So part of that position is that of the listener. I'm not here to um, prove something. I'm not here to make a point. I'm not here on a political agenda. I'm here to love you. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to listen to you. And of course, in this, we meet people where they are. Now, Jesus says, um, right here, right now, I want you to wash the feet. And like a friend of mine said, it's really hard washing people's feet. And even harder to wash those who you know, whether it's friends or family or neighbours. And um, you can taste the awkwardness for the disciples in that story. But do not allow awkwardness do not allow embarrassment for us to miss this point and the significance of this you know just this morning i read a really really powerful piece uh, in christianity today and this is an american public publication talking about um the response of the american church to black lives matter and, and of course the the so many years of hurt and, and you know in the article it's powerful and it, it talks about how the nearly the, the America was um, set in a culture of uh, you know there's already native uh, people there and then they come and then the whole slave trade so now you know I'm, I'm um, Cumbrian I'm from England I was born in England our history in regards to slave trade you know some of that. So I am no way at all sitting here saying they haven't got it right. We're we're all in this position of learning and it's and it's plenty of humble pie to be eaten. But what was interesting is that they talked about one of the responses to moving forward in this is perhaps to set up finance to give. And and like I was like, good, like, that's great. But I was longing and hoping
that the washing of the feet would be in there. Because I think it's relatively easy to give cash. But it's another thing altogether to take a towel. To bow at someone's feet and to listen to their story. You know, when I wondered this week about feet washing, I just wonder what wounds could be healed when we wash feet. You know, a friend of mine said this week, I, I don't think washing feet's spiritual. It's all practical. It's about meeting need. It's about feeding um, uh, hungry bellies. It's about connecting. And, and I'm all for that. And right now, I think there's a way that how to serve the city. We meet the um, response. We meet the uh, need right now. Absolutely. And that's what we've been seeking to do as Carlisle Vineyard. But, but there is also a spiritual element of washing feet which I think I'm fairly clueless about. You know, uh, a few years ago, I had the privilege of being in South Africa. Oh, like just an incredible, incredible place with incredible, incredible, beautiful people. And uh, as part of the, one of my roles as a trustee of an organization called eFree, who uh, are kind of like a background organization. Uh, it's led by an incredible man called Sinatra. And um, we've got some champions around the world. But Sinatra, he, he has got, uh, he and his wife Audrey, they've got hearts as big as, um, I think technically they're as big as Lake Victoria. And what he does is he finds people a bit like a metal detector, beep, beep, beep. He finds people who are um, working hard behind the scenes, giving what they've got and uh, standing with people. So he's, he is uh, like on the hunt for the people in South Africa and in and around who are washing the feet of people nearby. And then he'll come along and stand beside that person and says, how can I help? How can we help you to do this? How can we help you continue to do this? And how can we help you to do this more? So it's kind of like a background organization. But anyways, I had this privilege of being there with my mate Steve and as I was Sinatra and some others. And we'd hosted um, church leaders and pastors and the people who've been working at this for a few days away for a conference. And I had a real powerful sense at the end of the conference, we were to wash people's feet. So we arranged with towels and um, basins and warm water with some beautiful smelling soap. And we kneeled down and we washed feet. And I thought at first, this is how naive I am. I thought this was something I was going to do to them. But something shifted in me. Something, something shifted in me. So there's something more about feet washing than meets the eye. 
And I just wonder what wounds will be healed, what scars will disappear, what past hurts will be dealt with, what tensions will ease. As we look up into eyes, hear their stories. And you know what? Sometimes we need to take um, the lead in this. I, I, I really hate, in one sense, having to say, as, as a white man or as a white church, But I think it, I think the arrows are pointing to us. Racism is our bag. It, it's, it, it lives and breeds in hearts like mine. So we need to take the lead. Stand up, speak up, kneel down and start washing feet. And, and, and that is just one aspect of washing feet. So, so what I, when I wonder, when I hear my different, uh, different friends talking about what it looks like to wash the feet of the city in June 2020. What does that look like for you? Even just now, when we ask God, God, who is in? Where is in? Where is my position where I can kneel down and wash the feet of the city? Is there a single mum who's got a child with learning difficulties that comes to mind? What does it look like for us to wash her feet? The politician who only gets hate mail. What does it look like for us to wash their feet? For the shopkeeper who is scared every time somebody comes in. What does it look like for us to wash their feet? What does it look like to wash the feet of those who have tattoos that scare us? What does it look like for those who smell different to us? What does it look like for those who've got really fancy cars for us to wash their feet? What does it look like for someone who has no shoes for us to wash their feet? So I probably ask more questions in this bit than ever. But when I think about that dandelion seed blowing on the day of Pentecost, landing in all sorts of places, palaces and pavements, nooks and crannies I see this as a kingdom moment and I see right now that um, I see God's people being blown out all over the place filled with the Spirit of God they know who they are in Jesus they've got nothing to prove and everything to give and as they land in these places they allow their roots to go down deep but then they live out the kingdom life. And part of that is proclaiming that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. But part of it is also washing the feet of the city. So let me pray.
Father, may we sense your call afresh. Jesus, we hear your words where you say, go do likewise. So I pray now today that you would fill our minds with people and places that you're calling us to wash the feet. Would you give us patience to listen? Would you give us courage to go and humility to kneel? Yeah, come Holy Spirit. Yeah, and as we serve and as we love like you did Jesus, may hearts be healed. May whole communities be unified because of your model, Jesus. Amen. Listen, you are loved and you are prayed for. Bless you.